The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss using video to make friends and earn more business. Joining us is Ethan Butte, who is the chief evangelist of BombBomb, which is a software company that helps working professionals rehumanize their business. Yesterday, Ethan and I talked about how to be personable when you can't actually meet in person. And today, we're going to talk about rehumanizing marketing through video. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Ethan Butte, chief evangelist at BombBomb. Ethan, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. I enjoyed that conversation yesterday and looking forward to getting into this one. This is, I think, even more at the heart of what motivates me every day. You know, before we get started, I was thinking about this yesterday. You have the brand that is number one at something. Do you know what it is? No. Number one brand you don't want to say at an airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. You know, back when we were doing a lot of trade shows, early on when I was the only marketer here, And we found that we were very good at executing at trade shows. We found them to be very effective for us. And so basically, we'd take the entire company except whoever had to answer a phone. And as a marketer, I wasn't really answering the phone very often. So I went to a lot of trade shows. And you would always have to take that extra two minutes to switch out of your logo gear from tearing down the booth and shooting to the airport so you can sleep in your bed that night instead of the next day. And it's generally best not to wear bomb bomb gear to the airport. Some TSA agents, it's fun and they keep it light, but most of them are pretty stiff. Generally not the most engaging collection of people. And and let's talk a little bit about that rehumanizing. Maybe we can talk about making TSA a little bit more human, but we'll focus on marketing first. Sure. I think the big, you know, gorilla in the room, and we probably should have tackled this yesterday, was your service is one where you're replacing a lot of text communication with video. And I'm assuming that the additional fidelity is something that your company believes makes communication more human. Walk me through the appropriate time and place for text and the appropriate time and place for video. Sure. I think and give you a little framework that I've developed over the years. When you're looking at the customer life cycle and you're looking at all the various touch points, phone calls, Zoom calls, in-person meetings, emails, personal emails, automated emails, video emails, et cetera. You're looking at all these various touch points, LinkedIn messages and connection requests, et cetera. There are three things to look for to say video would be more effective here than sending, you know, one, two, three, four paragraphs of text. The first one is personal connection. 
this idea that people can feel like they know you before they ever meet you. Like, gosh, I feel like I've met you. Or to get back in front of someone in a way that reminds them what it's like to work with you. Like you are your own best differentiator. You and I, Ben, could type out the exact same email and send it to people. And the only thing that's going to look or feel any different at all is our email signature. Whereas if you and I delivered the exact same 30 second video, it would be completely different, even though we're saying the exact same thing. So this idea of people feeling a little bit more connected to you as a person and ultimately to the experience in general is a really winning play. Another one to look for is emotion and tone. Anytime you want to take something positive and make it very, very clear, thank you, good job, congratulations type stuff. You talked about milestones on yesterday's episode, congratulating someone on a milestone. This idea that you can share your enthusiasm and sincerity, gratitude, whatever, these kind of positive emotions don't come through in our typed out text. So we wind up doing like exclamation points and emojis and stuff. So video is a better way to communicate positive and negative emotions. If you ever need to apologize or break bad news on a client. You really want to let somebody know you're pissed. You do it on video. Well, that's a whole different one. But that's another one too, I guess. You need to do corrective stuff. So we won't get too deep into use cases yet. And then the third one is detail or complexity, right? This idea of these back and forth exchanges where you're trying to make clear what you mean. Uh, In some cases, especially, I'm sure there are a lot of people in software that are listening to a show like this. And the kind of show and tell of a screen recording really breaks down this kind of detail complexity component. People are presenting contracts and offers with screen recording videos to show kind of any points of negotiation or points where people tend to get confused or frustrated, or if their lawyers have already redlined it and you've made the corrections and you're sending it back, you can speak specifically to those corrections. So this idea of detail or complexity, either in a presentation or a piece of software or a contract or a document, et cetera, anything you can put on your screen, it's better to show and tell in a lot of cases than try to communicate it by typing it out. So allow me to be a little cynical for a second. Please. And I'm not saying that video is not a useful form of communication to communicate emotion, but I do think that there is a time and a place for video and a time and a place for text. Where is the boundary where you can replace text? If I started getting all of my emails through video communication, hey, it would take a long time, I believe, to get through. So there has to be some sort of, this is really what is text is best for. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. (laughs) 
A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Talk to me about what the use case is and what's the limit or boundary for video. You raise a really good point there. I'll start by sharing kind of a tactical piece. The only time I ever re-record a video is when it took me two minutes and 10 seconds to answer a customer's question or a team member's question or whatever. And I know that I could have done it in a minute in five seconds. Out of respect for the recipient, I will redo it in order to be more concise. So if you are the type of person that just kind of goes on and on and on, you need to be very, very careful here because you are right. It's so much easier to scan. Like if you have four simple bullet points to share and they're kind of updates and there's context around the situation already, type out the four bullet points and send them because someone can just scan them really, really quickly. In the case that you want to bring it to life with a video, feel free to add the video, but include the bullet points as well and add a line of text that says, hey, if you want more about bullet point three in particular, watch this 54 second video or whatever. So you raise a really important point. You have to be careful. I think information that already has a lot of context around it and it's just an update or a little detail, definitely better in text. So you mentioned before that there are some use cases that we can walk through. Give me some of the ways that people are using videos to really make more human connections. Sure. I mean, I'll go back to that personal connection piece, this idea that we're generating leads or opportunities or prospects or whatever we want to call them, you know, whether it's inbound or outbound is a motion that you're generating these this idea of sooner than later, the idea that I am a human who understands your problem or opportunity, I am prepared to speak to you about it, here's the next best step. So in an outbounding motion, that might be sending a video email and letting them know you're gonna be giving them a call or waiting for the email open alert and the video play alert and then picking up the phone. But I really like using phone and video email together. So you refer to the video email and the voicemail. Hey, I'm the guy that I'm going to be in your inbox or I just sent you that video email. And then in the video email, it's, hey, just want to put a face with the name, just left you a voicemail. The reason I'm reaching out XYZ, right? Whatever your pitch is. One thing to take caution on around this type of video is not to take whatever you're doing in the email and just say the exact same thing in a video. Again, as we've already established, video brings to life the message, but how you say it is more important than what you say. So you don't need to convey all of the information in the video that it's about the feeling and the idea of someone having a sense of trust and rapport by virtue of having met you virtually that makes it effective. I think that there's an important nuance here, and it's honestly why I became a podcaster, not a blogger. Some people are inherently good at and on video right? Their presence, they seem comfortable, they're engaging, they're beautiful. Some people are great talkers, maybe not so good looking, whatever it is. You know, some people can't write. I'm a terrible writer. Honestly, most of the emails that I'm sending are emails that I poured a lot of heart and soul into once. And then I'm using templates because I know when I customize my emails, I'm going to screw something up. So who is video really good for? Video is good for anyone who is in a 
relationship-based role, right? Where the human still matters in the sales process or the service process, right? It hasn't been full. Like, I don't really need to deal with someone at Amazon unless my order got messed up or it was a, you know, a fraud or something like that. And then I need to get somebody on the phone. That's very infrequent. That's one out of every 200 interactions with them, right? But in a lot of these B2B environments and, and other businesses and industries, the human still matters. I still need a sales rep or I still need an account manager. I still need a customer success manager as a customer of your business or a potential customer of your business. So the human still matters, super effective, especially if the environment is a little bit commodified and the experience is the differentiator, right? Like features are about the same product parity, price points are about the same because we all copy each other in my business, right? If there's some level of commodification, again, the customer experience is raised up in importance and the human to human component is such a strong part of it. And so those are a couple of markers of it. I think that so many of the processes that we involve our team members in are geared toward connecting with people over the phone or on a Zoom call or in person. And so this just allows you to, besides those synchronous connections where we both have to be available at three mountain, two Pacific, or wait, was that five o'clock Eastern? Like all that synchronous stuff, this allows you to create some of those moments in an asynchronous way. So if you find that getting connected with people synchronously is a benefit to your role, Asynchronous video is a nice compliment to that. So this episode was titled Rehumanizing Marketing Through Video, and we actually didn't really talk about the re part. In the word rehumanizing, it has the notion of we were human, then we were not, and now we're working back towards humanization. Talk to me about why video is the way that we are going back towards being more human. I love the observation. Thank you for making it. You know, there's a lot of talk about, and there has been for about six or eight years now, being human, empathy is raised up. You know, a lot of these kind of softer side pieces are, are emerging. I think it's a reaction to the pendulum swing toward automation. I think a lot of people are trying to buy solutions to problems they haven't really figured out yet. I think people often try to scale processes and in that way, automate processes before they've really felt the pain or the opportunity in the process itself. I don't think they understand well enough. And so what we wind up with is some clumsy automation that allows our customers and potential customers and even team members and other people in our business ecosystem, again, to feel a little bit treated like numbers. It's a little bit clumsy and it's cool because the tools proliferated. They got very, very inexpensive. Even small businesses can automate processes that took hours and hours and hours years ago. And what's lost here is the human to human connection. I think we became enamored of our ability to deploy tech to remove humans and do things faster. And that's good. But I think we lost a lot of the face to face that individuals and entire businesses and entire industries have thrived on for generations. And so the re part, instead of just saying humanize your business, it's rehumanize. There was a time when almost all business was done face to face, right? Handshake deals, et cetera. Literally, like walking up selling refrigerators by knocking on people's doors and saying, I'm the refrigerator salesman. That's what we were doing in, you know, what the 50s and 60s? Not so long ago. It, everything was sold in person when telephone calls were expensive. Exactly. And we still are operating with these ancient, ancient brains every day. We still are motivated the same way. We have millennia of human brain training in terms of connecting with people through each other's eyes and faces and nonverbal communication. There's so much going on there that is just ripped out when we rely exclusively on faceless digital communication. 
And it's dissatisfying at some level for us, even if we don't consciously recognize it. Although I think senses of isolation, loneliness, depression, et cetera, having risen up over the past decade or so, kind of goes hand in hand with this pendulum swing toward facelessness, digitization, and automation. And I think that, you know, obviously rehumanizing this is good for the people involved. It also has a dramatic business impact. And we're going to talk about that more in tomorrow's episode when we talk about why being human helps your business. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ethan Butte, Chief Evangelist at BombBomb, for joining us. In the third part of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Ethan and I are going to talk about how to accelerate sales through video marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Ethan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is BombBomb, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B, or you can visit his company's website, which is BombBomb.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.